Hi everyone, this is Yumei Chang and I'm the founder of Life is Love School. Recently, I did an episode about the five reasons why people don't recognize that they're in a abusive intimate partner relationship. And a astute viewer asked me if I could do a similar video to explain why it takes most adult survivors a long time to recognize that their parents were actually abusive. So I wanted to make this video because I love that question. So I have 10 reasons why. And in this part one, I will talk about the first five. So the first reason is that a lot of times we have a fixed mindset of what a abusive family looks like. So if you happen to come from say a wealthy family or if your parents are very well educated, people might assume that first of all, well-educated people will not be abusive or that well-off families and higher social economic strata would not abuse their own children. But those are both false as in research shows that uh, parental abuse is an equal giver. It goes across social economic status. So that's reason number one that sometimes uh, if you grow up in a family where your parents are well off or well educated in the back of your mind and even people around you might think that it's not possible that your parents could be abusive. Number two was is the reason is it's not all bad. So abusive situations just like an intimate partner relationships it's good intermixed with bad. So the abuse cycle also rings true in a familial abusive experience. So the, the family situation usually goes like this. There's a period of relative calm, but then people don't communicate their hurt, their needs. So resentment builds up. So as resentment builds up or as tension builds up, or the parents just have really bad emotional regulation skills. And that happens all the time as well. All of a sudden, or through the buildup, something breaks as in it becomes a conflict. It might even be verbally or physically abusive. So that is the, the climax of the cycle. And after that, there's a makeup period. It goes back to the relatively calm honeymoon period. So it's not always bad. So then you think about it. Okay. Was it all that bad? Maybe there are good parts and that could be confusing as well. Now, the third reason is that the abuse isn't physical. Generally, when we think about abuse, a lot of times you watch TV shows, the abuse is always portrayed as being physically abusive. If we, you were slapped or beaten up, that's very clear that you were probably being abused. But a lot of forms of abuse are very subtle, as in maybe they're verbal, maybe they just put you down, maybe they label you as a lazy one or the stupid one. Maybe it's neglect, right? They give you everything materialistic except for time, or they make you feel like you shouldn't be there, you should be invisible, you should be quiet, that the parents simply have no time for you. So all of these messages go in deep and you internalize it as I'm worthless. So regardless of the form of abuse, at the end of the day, the person ends up feeling I'm worthless or I'm not good enough. I don't deserve love, etc. The damage is done, even if it's not physical. The fourth reason is that a lot of people that suffered abuse as a child, because when you're a child, you don't have a lot of resources. You can't get a job. You can't go anywhere. You can't move out. You're a kid and you're completely reliant on these parents. And if they happen to be abusive or negligent, what a lot of kids would do is they would disassociate because kids just don't have that much resources, whether it's any kind of resources, they don't have much strength. They don't have the money. 
right? I talked about that. And they also don't have emotional regulation strength, as in they don't understand how to reframe. Their thinking is more black and white as a child. So for them, there's not a lot that they could do to manage the enormous amount of injustice, enormous amount of grief, enormous amount of anger. So what they do, kids would do, is they would disassociate. In order to preserve themselves, because they can't handle what's really big, they would stuff it down and disassociate, so pretend that the pain isn't there. So what actually happens to kids that grew up in severe trauma is they would disassociate so much that a big chunk of their childhood literally disappears from their memory. So what's left as an adult, a lot of times is a sense of unease or a sense of hypervigilance, a lot of anxiety, depression maybe, but they cannot remember the exact events that happened. They just knew that some stuff happened in childhood and it's very common. In the extreme cases of disassociation, that's when you see people developing multiple personalities. So the fifth reason is that you were isolated. So you had no comparison. Again, in a lot of abusive families, the way that the parents exert control is they also control who you get to socialize with. So you might not be allowed to stay over at your friend's place. So you don't know what other families are like and you rely on what your par parents tell you what normal is. So if you didn't get to see what normal is, you believe that what you have is what everybody else has as well. And control is a very common tactic that these uh, abusive parents do to their own children. So then you feel also very isolated. And in a lot of cultures, for example, the culture that I came from in Asian culture, there's this mantra that what happens in a family must stay in the family. So regardless of how bad it is, you're not supposed to tell other people about what's going on. And I know it happens here in the US as well, where victims are actually taught by their caregivers that you better not tell anybody about this, right? It might uh, end up putting daddy in jail or mommy in jail, or people are gonna look down upon you if they know that you get beaten up at home. Again, they're wrong. Their bad behavior is on them. It's never on the victim. But as a child, you unconditionally trust your parents and you believe what they say to be true. So then you keep that within the family and you feel very isolated, you don't know what normal looks like. So that's the fifth reason. And um, so I will, in the next episode, I will talk about the other reasons. I try to keep these episodes roughly at about the five minute mark. Uh, let me know if there are any other reasons that you can come up with. I always love hearing from you. And if you like discussions like this, please uh, join me in the women only coaching group. We discuss topics about identifying abuse, why we can't identify abuse and then etc. So this is really important because you have to understand what happened in order to heal. So disassociation or running away or pretending it's not there, it never works because it's like you have a lava inside of you and you're wondering why is there these eruptions, right? Why do I have depression? Why do I feel so anxious? Why do I have uncontrollable triggers, etc.? Or why do I feel anxiously attached? All of this sources back oftentimes to the childhood. So you have to know where it came from so that you could heal the lava so it doesn't keep erupting. I hope you find the discussion helpful. Until next time, take care.